I'm really excited about Preach It because Preach It is a chance for people uh, to, to, to share something. People that probably don't always have the chance to do that. You see my ugly face every week. Um, but there's some amazing people in this church. And Preach It is a chance for, for them to share something that's on their heart. And um, we're really excited about it. We've been going through a series on Jonah over the last few weeks. Um, and so they're sharing some of the sort of things that they've been thinking about in their own lives, uh, their own callings, their own workplaces, um, as they've been going through this book of Jonah as well. So they're going to be sharing some of those thoughts. First of all, I'd love to invite Harriet Lloyd up to come and speak. So Harriet has been at the church since the early days of St. Nick's and was a student here and is now working uh, in homelessness and I'm really excited to hear what you've got to say. Over to you, Harriet. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so hi, I'm Harriet. Um, I have been at St. Nick's since the early days, uh, joining the city first as a student. Um, and now working in homelessness and complex needs. Um, just a little disclaimer that I wanted to say is that while I'd love to be more specific about my job role, I wish to remain sensitive and respectful of the service users that I work with, um, so I won't be able to share some of the things I'd love to talk about in other situations, but um, yeah. Um, I know for me at least, the idea of calling is a challenging subject, and throughout the journey of Jonah's calling, there's a lot to be learnt. Uh, through these chapters, we've seen Jonah flee from God uh, before eventually obeying him by going to Nineveh and telling the people to repent, uh, which they do. And uh, God then chooses to save the people, but this makes Jonah angry. And Jonah's angry because uh, he's, he didn't want to follow his calling in the first place because he knew God would show mercy on the people he didn't see any value in. Um, Jonah clearly isn't invested in the Ninevites, so he distances himself physically and emotionally by taking himself to the edge of the city to have a big sonk. Um, this means that as a result, when they are saved, he doesn't share in the joy of their salvation. Instead, it makes him resent them even more. Even though he's technically fulfilled his calling, he didn't have his heart in it the way God did. Um, a bit like Jonah, having spent three years very comfortably in the student bubble, this is how I felt about Bristol. I liked the pretty sights and the hot air balloons and all of that stuff, but um, to be honest, not much else. It's a great city to be a student, but it's kind of a city like any other if your heart's not in it. Um, uh, after finishing uni and deciding what I wanted to do next, I wanted to stay in Bristol, but to be honest, that was for my friends um, and familiarity. Uh, and I, Bristol didn't have my heart because I hadn't found the heart of Bristol, which I've been able to do through my job. Um, I work as a support worker in homelessness and housing, kind of, it's a bit complex, but um, that's, that's my day-to-day -day life. Uh, most people I work with on a daily basis will have been through trauma, adversity, and homelessness. Um, and I get the privilege of building relationships with these people and supporting them to move towards independence. Uh, I love my job, and it's safe to say there's never been a dull moment. One moment I can be dealing with a very serious safeguarding situation. The next, I'm cleaning urine off the seat of my car. I will spare you the details of that one. <laughs> my job is a wonderful concoction of crisis management with one-to-one um, -one support sessions and coordinating with lots of other wonderful agencies around Bristol working to meet the needs of the most vulnerable in our city. Um, God has broken my heart for the people I work with, the adversity they've faced, and the barriers their communities suffer. Uh, whilst I have many funny stories about the antics of the people I work with, at the end of the day, I've sat with them through some of the lowest points in their lives. 
helped them to keep safe, and I see the needs of the city from a very raw perspective. Something that always sticks with me is how churches have remained the refuge for many service users who find church-led spaces a safe place to be in. In our food banks, in our Sunday services, and in our winter night shelters, the church, um, we are called to be doing this and so much more for the needs of the ro those around us. As I've built uh, relationships and invested in these communities, God has shown me that knowing your calling is one thing, but having your heart in it makes it so much better. Uh, Jonah couldn't rejoice in the joy of the Ninevite salvation because his heart hadn't been broken for those he was sent to help. He's angry because he doesn't see why they were worth saving. Until we see our calling from the lens of God's love, get our hands dirty and invest in the communities we've been sent to serve, we will not reach fulfillment in our calling. Uh, your heart being in it is what makes your calling worthwhile. It shouldn't be a burden, it should be life-giving. Um, and the thing is, we're called to be in the hard places with people. Whatever role you're in, whatever communities you're in, you're supposed to be building relationships with people and investing in our own spheres of influence. Romans 12:15 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Be for the people so that when lives are changed, that's something of genuine joy. And uh, earlier in the term, we were looking at Jesus' manifesto, which is the words he spoke at the start of his ministry, outlining his purpose and calling. Uh, this is something that um, has really stuck with me, is that within that he says that he's come to be good news to the poor. Um, and I know this to be true from my work, the social action going on in Brist Bristol and St. Nick's, and I'm so grateful that this remains true for the world we're currently living in, that Jesus' words remains true. He speaks into my purpose and my life with his words, and I'm so grateful for that every day. I love my job, every single moment of it, even the really hard bits, because I'm working with people God's broken my heart towards. One of the core values of the organization I work with is believing in hope. And uh, that looks like believing in people's ability to recover, even when they don't for themselves. And um, I get to do that in the city of hope, Bristol, and that's amazing. Um, I couldn't do this job without God sustaining me with his hope through the passion he gives me for the communities I work within and for the purpose he's called for on my life and the, that what he's broken my heart towards. Um, I'll finish by asking, is your heart broken for your calling? And if not, what is it broken for? Um, and let me pray. Um, Jesus, thank you that you've called us into different places across the city and you care deeply enough to equip us to fulfill our calling. I pray for our hearts to be broken and that they stay broken if for the communities we've been called to serve in and that you lead us out today with a new sense of purpose and love for the people we're going to work with on Monday and throughout the weeks to come. Amen. Amen. Legend. What a woman. Amazing, Haz. Thank you so much. What a powerhouse. Um, brilliant. Well, um, I'd love to introduce Gideon. He's going to come up next and share with us. Gideon, why don't you jump up here and get your mic? Yeah, why don't we have a massive cheer for Gideon? Gideon has flown in, especially from this evening, from South Africa. No, I'm joking, he hasn't, <laughs> but he is from South Africa, uh, but you've lived in Bristol for a year, uh, been to St. Nick's for a year, and Gideon, you work in international cloud business. 
Woo, we're going to learn all about that. I've got no idea what that means, but um, Gideon, over to you. Hi, everyone. Great. So as, uh, as you just heard, uh, from South Africa, uh, been here for, for a year now. And yeah, really, really love it. Um, so you guys have to deal with another sapphire in England. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I work for, for a tech company. We do, we do cloud distribution. It's, it's a fancy way of saying we make sure Microsoft gets to the place where it needs to be. Um, and then a bunch of other security solutions and continuity solutions. And um, when, when I applied to the job two years ago, it was, it was a still in startup phase. Um, and recently the company was valued at 1.7 billion and I didn't know that at the time. So um, th thinking back, I, I knew that I had to make that decision. I knew that there was, there was always been a call on my life to be in business and um, to, to be amongst the nations. I didn't necessarily know exactly what that looked like though. Uh, when, when I saw that job advert, I knew I had to go for it. I knew I had to respond to, to God's calling uh, but it, it wasn't easy. Uh, even though I had peace and I was convicted and I knew what I had to do, it doesn't mean that it was easy. Uh, there was still a lot of fear. Uh, I was really scared. Uh, it was during the pandemic. I knew I'd had to leave my family, uh, country that I love, everything that I knew. I'd never been here before. Uh, so there was, there was a moment where I knew I could, I could respond uh, and it would be quite a big moment. Now, I, I think one of the things that's really uh, maybe even delayed something of, of that calling was the fact that I, I didn't show uh, the, the grace that God has shown me to other people. Maybe even a little harsh, maybe, maybe hurt a few people along the way as well. I, I didn't love them the way that he loved them. Over, over the last year or so especially, I think that you know, God's, God's been working in my life, changed my heart quite a lot, and it's, it's led to a place now where I feel like I'm, I'm flourishing in, in work, and it's, it's, it's going really well, and I can, I can feel him move. Uh, I, I think as well that maybe some of us have been a little disobedient at times. Maybe it's just me. That'll be interesting to know. Um, but <laughs> but we, we see that in Jonah as well. In, instead of Instead of turning to, to God, he turned and ran. And, uh, and there's a portion of scripture, uh, Jonah 1 verse 12, I'm reading from the NIV. Uh, he says, pick me up and throw me into the sea, and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. So God has, God has blessed me with wonderful relationships. I've, I've been able to share about Jesus in, uh, in, in my work. Even, even as recently as, as Friday and Saturday. On Friday, I was meant to have a business meeting with, with a colleague, and uh, there was just an opportunity where he just, he, he just started talking. I was just asking him how he was. He didn't look great. Um, and just said, you know, get in. I, I can't keep turning to drugs. I can't do this anymore. My body won't, you know, last. Um, and there was a moment where I could share just my, my own journey, what I've been through, who God is, who Jesus is, how the Holy Spirit works. Um, I, and he just started crying. We're in this boardroom in the office, and this big man just started crying and gave me a hug and said, Listen, I, I, I need to come to church. I need to see what this is about. I've never heard the things you've said before. Uh, on Saturday morning as well, a beautiful moment with somebody who's 
rejected God and, you know, um, been, been an interesting conversation over the past 12 months, uh, said, listen, uh, I have some questions about your faith. Uh, and I had the opportunity to share again about faith. What is it that I believe in? Uh, why do I believe that? And, uh, and, you know, what does it look like for me? Really special moment. Also just intimate. You can see the person cry and uh, you realize that because of your obedience and your boldness, uh, somebody's just maybe experienced a touch of God. Also said, I, I need to come to church. I need to see this. I need to feel it and experience it. So to, to me, if I, if I think back about how broken I was when I, when I moved, how, how much it hurt, but I knew that I had to respond to the call. I think that looking back now, everything's been such a confirmation of, of that calling. What is it to respond? And what is it to walk with God? It's, it's really humbled me. I, I, I think back to some of the opportunities I might have missed and I keep asking God for more. So I, I wanna say that he, he definitely cares about your work. He's really interested in that. Um, he's interested in your colleagues, your peers, he cares about them. And uh, my, my, my challenge to you, uh, and my, my question is, and I want you to feel a little excited, um, are, you, are you expectant and are you prepared for, for how God can move you and how he can use you in your workplace? So let, let's just quickly seal that with prayer. Lord, thank you for this uh, amazing congregation. Lord, thank you for Bristol. Thank you for the calling that we have. God, I pray for boldness. Thank you that you will help us step into the gap, Lord. Reach the lost. Walk with you. Walk in faith, Lord. And thank you that we will be sensitive to your Holy Spirit. Let us not miss the opportunities that are right in front of us, Lord. You will never leave nor forsake us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well done, Gideon. Thank you so much. Great. Well, I'm going to invite Harry to come and speak to us. Harry has been here for two years, and you're a doctor. Come and share. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, as Andy said, Dave and I moved here almost two years ago to the day, um, which is cool. Um, and I'm a doctor. I work in Bath in orthopedic surgery, which is basically bone surgery. Um, and it's got this kind of old school reputation, orthopedic surgery, for having a load of Neanderthal type rugby bloke characters who fix bones but don't really care about much else. But I'm doing everything I can to change that rep. And I'm very excited to be talking to you about um, work and calling today. It's a huge topic. I want to emphasize two points to you. One is that it matters what you do and it matters how you do it. So first point, matters what you do because your work has eternal value. Work starts right at the beginning of the Bible in the creation story and God himself is working to make this amazing world. And there's this finale on day six where he makes us um, and he commands us in Genesis to rule over the world, which some scholars translate as partnering with him in the best job ever, which is edging this world a little bit closer towards the new creation and bringing God's kingdom to earth here as it is in heaven. Tim Keller has got a cool quote to uh, describe work. And he says, 
It's rearranging the raw material of God's creation in such a way that it helps the world in general and people in particular to thrive and flourish. So we're tasked with um, continuing what God has started in that garden. And what this means is that your work matters and it has eternal value, not just here on this world, but forever. Um, so I'm, just not, I'm not just a doctor and you're not just a barista or a CEO or a parent or a student. You're a modern day Adam or Eve cultivating what he's left us to do from the garden. And your job is to take the creation project forward as an act of service and worship to the God that made you. Many of us, we're really privileged and we can choose what we want to do. Um, so how on earth do you go about deciding? Um, and what are, what are we talking about when we mean calling? Um, it can be pretty overwhelming sometimes, I think. And sometimes I go into a bit of a spiral where I think, am I really doing what God wants me to be doing? Or am I making the most out of what he's given me? Should I love my job more? Um, for me, I never really woke up one day and had this lightning bolt moment where I thought, I want to be a doctor. Um, for a long time, I just thought that I landed in it out of lack of imagination to do anything else. Uh, and when I look back, though, to how God has got me here, and in Bristol in particular, I see his hand in it the whole way. Um, so it was, it was two years, three years ago now, um, Dave and I were a few months into our marriage. We loved London. We had a great, fr uh, great friends, great church, this like incredible playground of a city. And then God, we felt, asked us to leave London. I didn't, really didn't want to go. And he put Bristol on our hearts, um, so we put it back to him. And we ranked, uh, ranked Bristol in the top in our applications. And I don't know if you know anything about medical applications, but to coordinate two of them is a bit of a nightmare. And by some miracle, he got us both jobs here. Um, so we came here, and I was pretty miserable for about a year. Uh, <laughs> but now I love it. And um, yeah, the next round of job applications came through. And it's a, it's a big one. It's for six years and um, really felt like God wanted us to stay. So I said to him, if this, right is, if, this right is, if this is right, God, let us stay in Bristol. And he responded in the most amazing way I could possibly have imagined. He didn't just give me a job here. He just completely engineered everything, honestly. Like, you know, when they say, oh, push a, push a door open and see if God will open it. It was just like, bam, doors open everywhere. And... Yeah, I got the job here, um, we're here for another six years, and I've never felt more like I am where God wants me to be, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, it just felt like a bit of a miracle, to be honest. Um, but I want to say to you that if that's how you feel, amazing. If you don't know if you're where God wants you to be right now, um, be reassured that he knows you, and he loves you, and he thinks that it matters what you do. Um, and your work has eternal value far beyond what we're doing just right now. And you can participate into bringing God's kingdom to this world through your work. If you don't know what that looks like yet, uh, ask him, trust him, and follow him. My second point, it's much shorter than the first, um, is that it matters how you do it. I really like proper orthopedic surgery, so like fixing bones, putting them back together, doing operations. Um, and when I'm woken up on a night shift and my bleep goes off, I say, it's 4 a.m. and I'm called down to A&E to someone who doesn't or definitely doesn't need an operation and probably doesn't really need to be in A&E at all. Um, it takes quite a lot of patience to muster up from myself. I really have to ask God's help. Um, 
And there are moments in everyone's jobs, aren't there? I'm sure you can think of some where you're aware of your limitations. And for me, in moments like these, in a job which calls for much compassion, I'm acutely aware of how I lack empathy um, and how I fall so short of the person that God has asked me to be. And unlike some of the other prophets in the Bible, the book of Jonah, interestingly, tells us less about Jonah's actual prophecies and more about how he went about doing it. Um, and it's pretty jarring reading when we realize the similarities between ourselves and Jonah, uh, particularly at that moment where he gets really angry when God has actually answered his kind of answered the Ninevites' prayers. Um, it can be really tempting to run away from the work God has given us or to behave just like everyone else. So at times like these, we need to remind ourselves that the God who loves us created us to play a part in the restoration of this world. And when we fall short, God picks us up. And like Jonah, it's probably not going to be in the form of an enormous fish. Uh, but instead, our rescue is in the form of God's grace through Jesus on the cross and the Holy Spirit's power to transform us to make us become more like him. So when it comes to our work, it matters what we do and how we do it. And the question I have for you is this. Through what you do and how you do it, are you playing your part in bringing about the kingdom of God? Whatever your answer to this um, is, just like Jonah, we can't do it on our own. We need each other and we need God's help. And finish with a prayer. Father God, thank you that through our work, you allow us to partner with you in bringing about your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Help us, God, to discover our callings or whatever it is that you have made us to do. Give us the strength to obey you and keep going when it gets tough or when we fall so short of the people you made us to be. God, would you transform this world through our work and help us to see the eternal value in our everyday. Amen. <laughs>